Good day, everybody. It is Tuesday, August 30th, 2022. This is Crypto Chat with Chapo, episode number 27. Uh, today, we're quick market update. Um, still appears that we're still being a little skittish in the market. Uh, Bitcoin trading at 20,106, which is down 1% in the last 24 hours. Still about 6% down over the last seven days. Ethereum down 2% um, over the last hour. However, it is up 1.8% over the last 24 hours. And the top 10 seems to have remained about the same. Price is very similar to yesterday. Uh, there has been a little dip across the board. Uh, some are bouncing back just a smidge. Um, Avalanche, you know, down over the last, actually up over the last 24 hours at 2.6%. Um, so it, it seemed to have recovered a little bit from some news yesterday uh, in the uh, crypto world about some potential uh, shady dealings with Avalanche. I don't really, I haven't dug too deep into it, so I probably should uh, remain from commenting on that. And everything else seems to be holding uh, relatively steady today. Um, over the last hour, though, seems everything is is red. Um, I'm looking down, and it seems like almost every single uh, token in the last hour is down. And in my time, it's um, let's see here, it's about 10:36 a.m. on Eastern Standard Time. So things just kind of hanging out there. We'll see what what happens over the next few days. Um, and see if we get any kind of bounce, um, but it's hard to say. So yesterday, um, I took some time to uh, review the light paper for Rainy Corn, and today I'm going to do a little walkthrough of the gameplay. Now, keep in mind that I haven't actually played the game yet, so this is basically just from their Git book. Um, I've read it, few, a few, read it through a few times, and so I'm going to kind of walk you through the best I can on the gameplay. And I did hop in Telegram uh, and Discord, and I, I am still trying to get a little access to the game. So I can at least do through the play decks and, you know, give a, a, a talk on how that works as well. And maybe even post a tutorial video on YouTube for those of you that are interested to sort of see the gameplay and, and sort of form your own opinions on it so the lords of light game by rainy um, it is a tcg which would be a trading card game and you know just a quick look at some of the uh other trading card games you know the global market cap i think uh in this past year or so it's the revenue is around a billion dollars or therefore um for all of the online trading card games um so I think that there's definitely a market for this, and especially because uh, this is such has such a high focus on blockchain that perhaps there will be some larger adoption down the road in terms of uh, more and more people playing it as they, the product moves closer and closer to the you know full launch where it has access, uh, everyone can have access. So they describe it as a high level game in what you and and what you need to know in this get book of how to play, start playing the Lords of Light uh, trading card game. So it is a browser-based game, 
So as long as you have a compatible um, browser with a compatible blockchain wallet extension. So I typically use MetaMask, not always the hugest fan of that, but it, it does work. So you don't actually have to download any game to play. And from what I gather right now, it's, it's strictly for PC. So that is a bit of a limitation. And I don't know, since I, I, I don't typically play uh, trading card games, um, I don't know if this is uh, typically common. I don't know if, if there is plans in place to uh, sort of integrate the game in, in mobile-based, which would be, be cool, but I, I don't know the technicalities to that. Um, so to get started, um, you would go to the game link, which, of course, it's, it's not open to everyone yet. And, of course, you would have to wait for the game to load. And then, then you'll go to the sign-in page where you will connect your wallet as long as your Ethereum wallet address is uh, whitelisted to have access to the alpha access to the game, which I don't have yet. So once you log in, it'll take you to the main menu and then you can set your username and select your deck, the cards that you'll be using. Then you'll have three other options. You can head to the deck editor to build your own custom deck or go right into the game with a default a deck or even a deck that you previous all already built and then then you can either do one of two things so uh, matchmaking or practice mode so once i get access definitely going to do the practice mode because i'm sure i will get waxed and destroyed in an actual match because i don't even know what i'm doing yet but it does look a lot of fun i love the animations uh, i think they're really making some great progress so if you do the practice mode like I intend on doing, uh, you're playing a single player version of the game where you just select the deck both for yourself and then also for your opponent who is also you. And then you get to play both sides of the game, which I really like because that really gives you a feel of how the game flow will go. And then um, in order to switch sides, switch perspectives, um, you just have to press the, the tab um, on your keyboard and it'll give you the perspective from the other side so let's talk a little bit about the deck editor so when you get to the deck editor you can create review edit and delete the decks that you can use that you're able to use in the game to switch between the saved decks uh, you'll click on the arrows on either side of the deck uh, that and the name the deck name on top of the screen you can rename the deck, so if you click on the deck name, the deck's name at the top of the screen and type in the new name before clicking away to save it, you can create that new deck or delete the selected deck, click the new deck or delete deck buttons, which are at the bottom left of the screen. And to add a card to a deck, find it in the central main window and click on it. Each click will add a single copy of the card to your deck which is shown in the left window. So multi so you click multiple times if you want to add multiple copies of a card into the deck. And then to remove them, you click on the card name in the deck in the left window. And same thing is the, the one click will remove it, multiple clicks will remove uh, multiple copies of a card. And you can use the filters on the right to help you find certain cards to add to your deck. If you want to save the new deck or changes to a deck, simply you're going to click the back button 
at the bottom left or one of the arrows on either side of the current deck name, uh, either either one of these actions will do an auto save of the deck. So that's nice. So there is, are some limitations to the the deck. So each deck has to be made up of 40 cards and there is a maximum. So a maximum of, you could only have one copy of any legendary or mythic card and four copies of any common or uncommon or rare card. So those are the current deck limit limitations. So in my, I, I have some of the cards and I'm staking them on the platform. So I have some of these cards. I think I have a legendary, I don't have a mythic. I have a, uh, I think I have a Vitalik legendary card. And then maybe, you know, I have a Pudgy, Pudgy Penguins card as well, but I can't remember if that one's mythic or not. I mean, legendary or not. And then I have some of the other ones that are uncommon and maybe another rare one. So, but you can only limit to one copy of the legendary or mythic and a four copies of the common, uncommon and rare card. So let's talk a little bit about the card details. In addition to a card's name, artwork and rarity, each card in Lords of Light has one, a color which will be one of the seven colors of the rainbow or a rainbow color. Uh, this color will be indicated by the color of the card's border, so around the border. Um, a gem cost, which indicates the number and color of gems required in order to play the card. This cost will be indicated by the diamonds on the left, on the top left of the card. So the border will indicate the color of the card. So the seven colors of the rainbow or a rainbow color in its entirety. A gem cost will be in the top left of the card, which shows you the required gems in order to play that card. Then you have a card type, which indicates if the card is a spell or a season. The card type is displayed in the tooltip in the enlarged window, and you can see that by hovering over a card, it'll pop up. If the card does not show spell or season, then it will be the third type here, which would be a minion. Uh, the game text, which specifies the, act of the, the effect of the spell or abilities and the subtypes of the, of the game text is displayed in the tool tip in the enlarge window show when you hover above the card. So in the case of minions, a power stat, it's represented with a yellow sword number located at the bottom left of the card and an HP stat. And that's represented by a red shield number located at the bottom right of the card. So these little indications are all over the card. And, you know, you have the border, you have the diamonds, then you have the shield um, and the sword. So all of these things indicate something about that card that you could use. So the overview of the gameplay. Let me have a little quick drink here. When you have a deck that you're ready to play with, head to the main menu. Select the deck in the top right window and click matchmaking to search for opponent. Once again, I will get waxed if I do that. So once the opponent is found, you both will be loaded in the game where each player's deck will be automatically shuffled. Each player will draw five cards from their deck and the game will randomly select the player who goes first. So you'll see at the bottom of the screen with, and I'm sure this is a little inside joke, uh, with 420 HP, maybe it isn't, I'm just assuming, your, your opponent's hero at the top of your screen with 420 HP. Each hero will also have their own staking portal to the left of their deck, 
a deck of cards to the left of their staking po portal, and a gem tray to the right of their portrait. And then finally, in the middle of the board, is the season's platform on the left, showing the current season in play, if any, and the turn button at the right, allowing you to end your turn or showing you when it's your opponent's turn. So the, the objective of the game is to defeat your opponent uh, by reducing their HP to zero before your hero's HP is reserved excuse me, reduced to zero. The player going first will not draw a card. So the first player does not draw a card on their first turn, but the player going second will. And then from that turn on, uh, both players will draw a card at the start of their turn. So at the start of their turn. So staking, so we, I mentioned the little staking uh, porthole, portal, not porthole, portal. <laughs> Uh, in the, just a few seconds ago. So on each of their turns, a player may, may, they don't have to, stake a minimum of one card in their hand by clicking on the card and dragging it to the purple staking portal located on the left of their hero portal towards the bottom left of the game board. So once you stake it, that permanently destroys your card and then it creates a charged gem of the same color as the stake card and then it triggers the card owner to draw another card. So you're gonna get that charged gem that matches the border. And since the gem charges are required to play most cards uh, with the most powerful cards requiring more gem charges, the staking triggers a draw card to effectively replace the stake card. So players will generally want to ensure that they stake a card every turn, at least until they have a full tray of these uh, 10 gems. If the card is a spell, which includes a season, click anywhere on the game board to play it and have the effect resolve. If the spell has triggered effect, you will also need to choose the target for this effect by clicking on your target when prompted to do so. So if the card is a minion, uh, select where you want to place it on the game board, click it again to summon the minion. If the minion has a targeted on play effect, you'll also need to choose the target for this effect. Um, by clicking the target when you are prompted to do so. Note that in order to play a card game, you need to control enough charge gems of the right colors to cover the card's play cost, which remember is indicated by the diamond in the top left-hand corner of the card. So most cards will have two diamonds indicated their total play cost. One will be a colored diamond and a colorless gray diamond. So in, for example, the Harpy Huntress has a cost of one pink and one colorless gem. So in order to play it, you have to spend a pink gem char charge and a gem charge of any color in order to play it. So when, when the card is played, these, these charges of gems must are equal to its play cost and will be expended from your control gems. And so those gems are then con considered depleted. So gem charges naturally replenish at the start of their controller's turn. There are also certain cards abilities that can be used to refresh them during the controller's turn. So now we have some rainbow cards. So the rainbow cards work a little bit different to the other cards in two primary ways. So when you stake a rainbow card, you can choose what color gem do, is created for you but the gem will be depleted rather than charged. 
So then you will need to wait until your next turn in order to use the charges from the gem to play cards. So their colored gem rainbow is, uh, their, let me start that over. Their colored gem cost is rainbow colored. This indicates how many different colored uh, gem charges need to be spent in order to summon them. For example, Chad Rainey, which is a, one of the cards, um, I think that one might be an epic one, costs six colorless and four rainbow gem charges. This means that you'll need to need a full tray of 10 gems in order to summon him. And the 10 gems in your tray must be made up of four different colors to cover his rainbow gem cost. So recharge cards. So some cards will generate recharge cards and add them to your hand. When played, these cards will replenish the charge of the gem of the same color as the recharge card. So rainbow cards can replenish the charge of any colored gem. Um, of note is that recharge cards will also count as spells when played. All right, so the next part is minion combat and attacking. So as a general rule, uh, the minion cards cannot attack on the turn in which they are summoned, but can attack a maximum of once per turn thereafter. And there is an exceptions of being pumped or frozen minions and minions with multi-strike. So you simply need to, attack with to select it when it is able to attack and select the eligible target for attack. So the minion can usually attack the enemy hero or any enemy minion unless the enemy controls one or more minions with guardian. So if your minion attacks the enemy hero, your minion will deal damage to the enemy hero equal to its power, but it will take no damage in return. So if your minion attacks an enemy minion, that's really hard to say, minion will deal damage to the enemy minion equal to its power, but also will take damage equal to the enemy's minion power in return. So if any minion is re uh, reduced to zero HP at any time, they will die and be permanently removed from the game board. So changing turns. When you have no further plays that you want to make this turn, for example, after you stake the card, attack with your minions and don't have gem charges to play any more cards, simply end the turn. So this will end your turn and then the opponents can start their turn. Uh, note that you don't have to actually do anything during your opponent's turn, but wait, watch, and then start planning, of course, what to do next. So overdrawing and drained. In some cases, uh, games may extend until the point where one or both players have drawn every card in their deck, uh, triggering the drain mechanic. So this is where it gets you know ugly for you and your opponent. Whenever a hero attempts to draw a card from an empty deck, they will have to they will draw no car instead take 10 points of drain damage for every card that they have attempted to draw from an empty deck game this means that they will take 10 damage then 20 damage then 30 damage and so on so this continues until one of the players is reduced to zero hp and loses the game so that is a quick overview of the game you know and as i stated once I get my hands on there and get some practice with this, I'll do another follow-up on this. Uh, maybe even make a YouTube video and try to post that, which I haven't done yet. So a couple of key words for the gameplay outlined in the get book. Um, I'm gonna just kind of read through them. On play means it triggers after minions is played and summoned. On death, triggers after a minion is destroyed overkill is after attacking and killing a minion 
Excess combat damage is dealt to the enemy hero, so that's overkill. Shockwave, after attacking a minion, shockwave damage is dealt to minions adjacent to the target minion. Pumped uh, can attack any can attack enemy minions, but not the enemy hero on the turn that the minion is summoned. A season 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 is the season card uh, game board wide effects that persist until a new season uh, being played by either player counts as a spell so a lifesteal heals your hero by combat damage dealt on attack or defense frost touch uh, freezes enemy minion after attacking or being attacked by it the force field fully prevents the next uh, damage dealt to his minions and removes the force field Poisonous deals extra poison damage to target minion after attacking it. Does not affect heroes. Thorns, after minion is attacked, attacking minion takes extra thorns damage. A banished strike, after attacking minion, target minion is banished. Guardian, whilst this minion is play, enemy minions cannot attack your hero or minions. And let's see, we have uh, Frozen misses its next attack and then is it frozen and then banished the minion is returned to hand and its play cost reduced reduced to zero so all in all that is a quick review or explanation of the process of playing uh the lords of light game it does seem like a very interesting game and i think that the the prospect as this gets fully released is going to be a win-win for the team and win-win for people that are playing it and hopefully i will get some access soon so once again this has been crypto chat with chapo episode 27 thank you so much for listening today get outside touch the grass smell the fresh air explore something new in nature today and be thankful that you have the opportunity to do it have a wonderful day Is this a love that can't be replaced?